Hey guys, um, I haven't posted anything in a while. Um, I feel like um, when God wants something said, then I will usually post something. Um, and my friend Gabby is here today. I went to high school with her, and um, when I saw her in Target, um, God was like, okay, you need to ask her to come over. So Gabby's here today to speak. <laughs> We're just kind of going with the flow today. So um, here's Gabby. And we've kind of already started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've kind of already started. Um, we've, we've actually been talking for probably 35, 40 minutes about life, <laughs> um, which is kind of what we're going to talk about today. So if you want to go ahead and get started, then I'll feed off of you. Okay. Um, Sorry, the dog's in the background, so ignore that. Um, well, in high school, that was like my turning point. Like, you know, in, from ages 2 to 16, like that's when something is going to happen to change your life. And I feel like, you know, I moved to Bremen. I was never meant to move. Like, that was a distraction to get me away from my purpose. I was never meant to move. And I was seeking a guy. And, you know, what you seek seeks you. And and I give this example when I tell people this a lot. Like, if you lose your job and you're like, man, I just, I got to pay my bills. Like I need money to pay my bills. Like a situation's going to present itself to you. Mm -hmm. But if it comes from God or the enemy, like you got to be able to figure that out. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I moved to Bremen my junior year and, and then I went through a horrible breakup and I was depressed and I started drinking and I started smoking because I thought, this is going to cover up this pain and I'm not going to have to deal with it. I'm not going to have to think about it. And I actually put myself in a position. I was hanging around with people I thought were my friends that weren't my friends. And, um, I went with one of them to a party one night and I was actually raped at this party. And from that point on, I changed who I was around and where I was going and I made my circle a lot smaller and I dealt with that in my own way it took me a couple years before I even told anybody I mean the people that were there knew but they didn't want that guy to get in trouble so what was said about it was not so they were basically covering up what he yeah. did instead and of... And so I just dealt with it the best way I knew how. Yeah. And I didn't want to tell anybody about it. I didn't want to talk to anybody about it. And then um, I got in a very serious relationship after high school. And uh, I actually got engaged. And, um, and I knew that something wasn't right like he was my best friend um and I mean we did have a lot of good times together but people have things they have to deal with and a lot of times they don't realize it and I was striving uh you know I told you we listened to Michael Todd and he's talking about the pace of grace right now and I was striving to find someone to get married to have, you know, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, and that's not, you know, 
he says, if you do this, then you're not going to be as happy as when I have it meant for you. Mm. Like you have to wait and you have to stride for it. So when I do give it to you, you know, I'll be happy. You'll be happy. But uh, during high school, I did not surround myself with the best people or the best situations. Um, I had you as a lot. You were one of my little lots in high school. But it is so weird thinking back, like, how I thought about myself Mm. and thought about other people. Mm -hmm. And now I realize, like, they were going through stuff, too. And how they were acting was just to cover up what they were going through. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. For sure. Wow. And me and Gabby hung around the same people. So it's crazy um, from high school to now, like how um, we were talking about this earlier, that God literally moved us in a different direction than what our peers, where our peers were going, Um, which is sad, you know, that we've seen our peers gone this way. We we don't want that for them at all. Um, but it's it's crazy that we were saved from that because I I really do believe that our our we would be living completely different lives right now that would not be glorifying to God whatsoever. Um, and I think having that stability from my grandmother who was very mm-hmm. active in church and very active in prayer having that in my life was a big thing for me because I grew up around drugs like until my senior year like it was around me it was in my home like and I could have easily easily went down a different road mm-hmm. but you know it's so crazy looking back at all the situations I was in and saying, like, God's hand was in that. Mm-hmm. Because if not, then I could have died, like, or something could have happened to me that I couldn't, you know, it would have taken me a long time to come back from. Yeah, for sure. So having, you know, and those teachers, those certain teachers that were always there for you and supportive and godly, like... Mm-hmm. That's what helped me. Mm-hmm. Like, not the ones that wanted to be my friend, that wanted to be cool with me. Like, the ones that actually cared about my well-being. well-being. Yeah. Do you feel like um, during high school, like, you would hear certain things from people and it would be like, oh, God is actually speaking through those people, whether it be your friends because I realize sometimes um, when I'm out in public and I meet a completely, um, a complete stranger mm-hmm. and they say something that I have been praying to God about, like it just comes out of their mouth and I'm like, what's going, what's going on? Well, during that time, like my relationship with God was not, was not good. It was not mm-hmm. where it is now. And I don't even remember how many times I actually went to church Um, I mean, I do remember people saying things to me and it like being on my mind and it convicting me, Mm -hmm. but I never did anything about it because I was so consumed in the pain that I was feeling Mm -hmm. and trying to avoid that and get through that. And I was thinking my best thinking 
got me in the situations in high school. Mm-hmm. Not God's thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, if I'm around these people that make me happy, and like, I'm gonna be completely transparent with you. Like the group of people I was around a lot of time, like it, I felt like they looked at me in a certain way that made me feel important and worthy and like she's so cool like Gabby's our best friend you know like that feeling like it made me feel like I had a place Mm -hmm. but in reality all it was was a distraction yeah to you know but I my relationship was not good then so I I mean I prayed before I went to sleep but it was like protection for my family like help me sleep good like it wasn't show me a direction you know so I mean I know people spoken to me without me fully knowing or without them fully knowing but as far as praying for something and then seeing it that didn't really start happening until about four years ago four Mm -hmm. or five years ago like probably a year after graduation because I wasn't seeking it you know right just blows my mind. <laughs> um, so now being in the place that you are now with Christ, like, um, what's some encouragement that you would give um, maybe someone who's in high school or maybe someone who is our age that might be struggling with some things um, that we were around? Um, well, I'm just at the beginning of this, of fully devoting myself to this and uh it it's it's a struggle I'm not gonna say it's hard for me to talk like I can't talk to people because it's a progress like it's I'm working on it so that's Mm -hmm. not who I am that's a struggle but I think not talking and holding it in and secluding yourself like that's what the enemy wants because when he gets you there that's when he can twist your mind and twist your thoughts and put things in front of you because um Cody always says uh I think it's don't believe anything you see and half of what you hear Mm -hmm. and for kids especially during that time it's very difficult because you know you're getting all these things that you don't understand and then you have the world telling you be this way do this and you're like oh that'll fix it you know and and I think that that's what we do we you know we strive for the next thing and we get on this road where we're like okay these friends this car this major this is going to get me what I want and it's not filling that void it feels like it is you know Mm -hmm. but I think to truly have the happiest I've ever been is now because I, you know, I'm getting blessings that, you know, I'm seeing them happen, Mm -hmm. you know, walk by faith, not by sight, you know, but God is showing me what he can do in my life. And like, it's literally happening like right in front of me. And uh, like a couple weeks ago, you know, all this stuff is happening and we're going down the road and Cody's like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And um, it, it sounds 
crazy, you know, but to me, like, I know where it came from. And actually, about a year ago, uh, we rescued a cat from a house fire, and it burned her ears off, and, you know, we had to baby her back to health or whatever. But we're going down the road, and he's like, thank you, God, thank you, God, and something ran across the road. And I was like, what was that? And he stopped, and it was a cat. And so he just picked it up and put it in the truck, and we went down, and we had to go back to his parents, so we went back down that road again, and I was like, stop. And there was another one, so we put it, and they both didn't have tails. And so, and within that, you know, God's saying, like, these don't have tails, Caroline doesn't have ears, and you love them the way they are, and I love you just the way you are, you know? And... And it was just one thing after another. And, you know, on the way home, we ordered pizza and we got there and they had called us and they said, uh, the credit card machine messed up. Uh, your pizza's free, but it's on the way. And we were just like, you know, anybody else would be like, oh, free pizza. But it was one thing after another. And we were like, you know, thank you for this free meal because we were at the very beginning of a, a gratitude season and, and realizing, you know, to be grateful for what we already have. And, in, and within that, Cody got an opportunity to speak to someone who was his father's first disciple. Wow. And, and, and I think that kids in high school need to be more grateful because I think that's one of the first steps is realizing what you have. Mm -hmm. And I think, like... That's why I feel like, I know, <laughs> that's why I feel like I haven't, you know, been in a position to get a new car yet because I haven't fully been thankful for the one that I've had. Mm -hmm. And, you know, God's not going to give you bigger and better if you can't handle what you already have. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think right. that's very important is, you know, to, especially to be in prayer and to talk to God, but start small and just start being grateful for the things around you. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, you have a home or you mm -hmm. have food or you have parents or school, mm -hmm. you know, things we take for granted on a daily basis. Yeah. I also feel like, um, you know, the blessings that he keeps on giving, he knows that you weren't expecting them. Yeah. Which I think is cool. If, if you're, ex if you're doing it with expectations, like you expect God to give you these things, I feel like maybe he won't give you those things because his glory can't be shown in them right like he he wants to get this morning um he was talking about the walls of jericho you know and it might be ridiculous so to those people that you're just marching around and you know blowing the horns and stuff but i'm going to take this ridiculous situation and it's going to glorify me mm -hmm. and i think i think with what you just said like if it can't glorify him and it's going to glorify you right it's not going to happen mm -hmm. exactly um i also feel like that way in a relationship mm -hmm. um because i was in the same boat you were i you know i thought that i would get some type of fulfillment from being in a relationship mm -hmm. i didn't realize um that god had made me for so much more than just a relationship which i feel the same way for you mm -hmm. um i feel like you know when he calls people 
sometimes in life when they choose to do other things that they don't seek God's um, permission from, Mm -hmm. they just get in a whole mess. And it's not really glorifying to God, like you said. It's self-glorifying. So, um, and I'm I'm at the beginning of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like when you are doing what God has called you to do, He will send you somebody. Like He has sent you, Cody. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know there will be a day where I am sent somebody. And I feel like if it's something that is worrisome to you that's satan because satan puts the worry in you yeah. you know um once you pray that out which you will most likely have to do that a couple of times because yeah. i had to do it a yeah. couple of times um it'll leave like it'll go away mm-hmm. um satan is sneaky though i will have to say and he will try to get his way back in and be like oh why aren't you worried about this you're 23 you know you're getting on up there but I'm like you know what it, I could care less if I meet somebody anytime in the near future because you know what God's using me for something else right now and that can come later if that's what's supposed to happen so it's like you're counteracting what Satan's saying with what God says and when you do that when you are counteracting what Satan says with what God says which is the truth then your your life's going to change drastically i believe you, your whole perspective on things your um your heart mm-hmm. it's going to change Sure. And, a, and a lot of times I feel like I, like I need to seek guidance because like I don't know how to deal with this situation or this situation. And I'm not saying don't, but I also look at it like if I was studying like I should and reading my Bible like I should and talking to God like I should, then he would give me the grace and the wisdom to be able to handle these situations that I don't know how to deal with. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I had a thought, but I lost it. So I must not have needed to say it. So that's that. Um, so you said you earlier that you were working with Celebrate Recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, what's something significant that you've learned um, through working with these people, praying over these people? Um, well, at first, um, I was I was going because I knew that I just needed some more church and um and then i invited i actually invited cody to come and i was like you know i'll keep going you know so that you feel comfortable you know you have someone that Mm -hmm. you know there and so that's what initially like kept me going to be there for a friend and um and then i just really started stepping out more and you know what I've been through in my childhood it's actually prevented me from speaking out and it's made me soft spoken mm-hmm. and that's cuz I have a voice and the enemy don't want me to use it <laughs> and then I just started you know really watching uh, Michael Todd Stephen Furtick I started watching their stuff and I just started speaking and you know it's it's not me but I just started speaking into these people's lives. And one night I, I said something to some woman in our group. And she was just like, you really helped me. Like, how old are you? 
And at the time, you know, I, I think I was 21 and I was like 21 and she was like, you just really spoke to me. And I was like, she was like, you are strong and, and all this. And I, and I was like, thank you. Cause I don't feel that way. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm capable of that, mm-hmm. but you know, God uses people, the broken people, the people who think they're not capable you know, he's not gonna, I mean, he can work in any direction, but you, you know what, I, you know what yeah. I'm saying initially. So when that happened, I was like, you know, growing up through everything I did, I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to be here with these recovering addicts and these people struggling with these situations because I mean, I've, I've never dealt with anything hardcore, mm-hmm. but I've grown up around it and I've seen the repercussions from it. And what people have had to deal through, like to go through from it, and so it just slowly progressed. But then um, now it just flows out of me when I talk to these people, and and it's like I I want more grace. I, I have grace, but I want more grace because mm-hmm. it it helps me look at a person and not look at them for their actions or what they're doing but look at them and understand why they're doing that mm-hmm. and where that's coming from. And when you see that root, then that helps you be able to get in touch with that person more. Mm-hmm. And it's really helped me step out of my box. So in my mind, it's kind of like Jesus like laid this out for me and like, like that's my that's my big platform to be a vessel for him. Like that's where I can do the most good is what I feel like. And and when I go and I and I pray for those people and the Holy Spirit's there and you can see the chains breaking and you can see it clicking and what they have to do, like that's what keeps me going, like seeing that light bulb go off and people are like, Oh, and like when they realize that all this stuff going on, all this turmoil and things they're going through is distractions. And, you know, I tell women a lot, like, it's the hardest before your breakthrough. Like, you're going through all this right now, but keep going, keep fighting, because what's on the other side of that is going to be amazing. And I think just being able to do that for God, like, being able to be a vessel for Him and help those people... It, I have a heart for that. I have a heart for helping people and for helping, you know, kids. Because if you start with the parents, then the parents are going to, you know, show the kids. So it's like it's, it's always these vicious cycles. So if somehow we can switch it around and make it a positive cycle, it'll be like a domino effect and it'll just, you know, spread out. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you know, that's what I'm thinking, but it's smaller. Like I'm starting smaller mm-hmm. stepping stones, but that's why I do it. I just have a heart for being there for people, for helping people, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> um, is there anything else that um, you feel like would be would be um some wisdom for um for us 
because um, when it comes down to the very hard moments, even when we are praying and we're broken down, you know, um, what do you what helped you during those times? Um, well, a few months ago, uh, me and Cody had actually broken up for about a month. Mm-hmm. Um, it it wasn't that he didn't love me and I didn't love him. It was just there was so much that we just had to like separate ourselves because it was limbo. Mm-hmm. And like it hurt really, really bad because I was like, man, I I thought God sent me this man. Like I've never had anything like this. And I was completely broken. And I think that in those times when we're struggling the hardest and we can't see a way out, God's trying to change our heart. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to change something in us. Mm-hmm. And I think just being willing and not trying to strive for anything and trying to make things go your own way and literally putting everything in his hands is a is a big deal. And 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 within that you have a lot of self-growth, which is what I needed. That was that season of my life was self-growth and to help me realize how strong, how capable I was, like what I could actually do. And during that time, like I really started digging in and started studying and God was revealing all this stuff to me. And it's like, just trust me. Just talk to me. Like, any relationship you have with people, you have to talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be like, hey, what's up, JC? How's it going? <laughs> you know? So, I think when we are struggling, when it's the hardest to talk to God and to pray, that's when you need to do it the most. Mm-hmm. Because just last night, I... You know, I told you I've been going through crazy spiritual warfare. And just last night, I just felt so burdened and so heavy. Like, I couldn't think. I couldn't mm-hmm. move. Like, And then we prayed. And as soon as we prayed, it was like, it wasn't all gone. But it was mm-hmm. like, whew. So yeah. just, and you don't have to really get into it. But just open your mouth and and declare that and speak to him like that's what's gonna make it start rolling Mm -hmm. and and you know that happened last night and I went home and I and I just laid in my bed and I was praying you know thanking him for the opportunities that he puts in front of us every single day and um Cody called me and we have a friend and uh, he knows, he knows this little kid who's really struggling right now. He he's not in a good situation. He's he's really struggling. And uh, he texted our friend, and he was like, "Hey, you know, can you bring me?" It was midnight. He's like, "Can you bring me some food?" Like we haven't had food for four days. He, he's mm. fifteen years old. Wow. And you know, Cody called me, and he was like, you know. I'm, I'm going to come get you. Like, you know, we're going to take this kid some food. And my mom's on the food ministry at our church. So we always have um, a frozen meats like pork chops, chicken, and stuff. So, you know, we got some of that. But I was just thinking, like, when you're obedient, God will put so many things in front of you. Mm-hmm. And, let you, like, when you bless people, you get blessings back. And it's not, it's not 
that I'm like, I'm going to do this because this is going to happen. Like, it really fills you with joy Mm -hmm. to be able to be put in this position. And I love seeing their faces, you know, after. And, and I don't, I don't think this kid has ever really had anybody pray for him. So it it wasn't like an aha moment, but Mm -hmm. afterwards he was like, thank y'all so much. I love y'all, you know, and it, it doesn't matter what time. It, it was 1 o'clock in the morning when we went and did this. And it, it doesn't matter. You know, when God calls you, you go, you mm-hmm. know. And, and that's the crazy thing about it because God has no limitations. And, like, if you just listen to him and you're obedient, he'll have you out in the road at 1 o'clock in the morning to help somebody, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think it's hard for people to wrap their mind around it. Like the the miracles that happen in the Bible, they're still happening today. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people feel like they have to see it. And no offense to scientists, no offense to people that that's their way. But I just thought the other day, I was like, people that do believe that way, where do they get their hope from? Mm-hmm. You know, because they have to see everything. Mm-hmm. They have to see how it happens. They have to have a formula for everything. See how it works. Yeah. So, so how do they truly make it through all the time? Like, where is their hope? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, if this falls through, that's it. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Like, there's so much more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the more you surrender, the more you'll receive. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was good. <laughs> it's um, not me. It's just flowing. It, it's not me. It's, it's not me. Um, I love, I like, um, I feel like the blessings that when they come back, you know, like you said, it's not always, I don't think it's always like materialistic. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, you know, when you went and helped this boy, um, his gratitude towards y'all, like the way that he was also pouring into you guys saying that he loved you. Um, he was grateful. That to me is a blessing. And it's a start. Yeah. You know, he, he might not fully understand because like I said, that age is very difficult, but, and, and I feel like, you know, our friend was used a lot. I, I sat in the truck the whole time. Um, and, and Cody prayed over him, but I feel like our friend was actually used for one of the first times in his life. And I feel like, you know, we were vessels to help him be Mm -hmm. a vessel, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and regardless of who did it or how it happened, like we were used Mm -hmm. some way. And like you said, it's not always materialistic, but just. God showing you what he can do with you mm-hmm. in itself is a blessing. Mm-hmm. For sure. Wow. So, so, so what about you? <laughs> oh, goodness. Here we go. What about you in high school? Like, what, what do you think? Um, high school was, uh, was interesting for sure. Um, there weren't many people that I hung out with that um, loved God. Mm-hmm. No, it was mainly my teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I hung out with people that 
you know, would smoke and would drink. And I mean, I, I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, cause I didn't, I didn't really have many friends, um, in high school. Um, I would try to be friends, but it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. Um, I would do that just because I thought that maybe if I did this thing, like I would have some place. Yeah. Like you said, I felt like it would um, put me in a position to make me feel wanted, which looking back at it now, it's it's really silly to think that having to do something that's so wrong will make everything right. You know, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, really started asking god for help during my junior year of high school which is when i met you yes which is exactly when we met um i i was asking for friends Mm -hmm. you know because um it's good to feel wanted it's good to feel like accepted yes Mm -hmm. like you are genuinely um loved by your peers Mm -hmm. not um oh we're just friends because of what you have right what you can give right um i met gabby and she was one of my closest friends Um, i probably had maybe three really close friends and one of them was a teacher (laughs) um i you know I loved um, pouring into people and being there for people. There was a friend of me and Gabby's that uh, got in a wreck, and um, it scared the crap out of me. Sorry, I, I say crap a lot because <laughs> I feel like it's it's a little accepted. <laughs> um, she got in a really bad car accident, and she had been someone that um, I've been praying over for a long time um, because I could see drive in her and I'm like what if she used that for Christ yeah because she this girl oh my gosh is strong as all get out yes she has a voice and I'm like not that I was trying to recruit her by any means but I'm like you know if she knew who Christ was I I know what kind of impact she would make Mm -hmm. And um, I prayed over her and I, you know, was asking God to show her who he was. Mm -hmm. When I heard, I was actually, it was after church when I heard about it. Um, I was at, I remember this, I was at Fellini's in um, Atlanta and my friend Bria called me and um, she was like, hey, I know you and Logan were really close. She got in a really bad car accident. And I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, yeah, she's at Grady right now. (coughs) I was like, holy crap. And I knew that her and our friend Dylan were close. And I called Dylan and told him. And he was like, what? Mm -hmm. And he didn't know. So I was like, God, was this? There there was a lot of people involved in that wreck that were around us yes. a lot. They we knew these people. There wasn't one person in that car that me and Gabby didn't know. Like we knew every single person in this vehicle. And um 
I uh, I had heard that her stomach was open and she um, the two boys in the back were shielding her uh, trying to protect her um, she crawled up the embankment to get help and I'm just thinking you know the way her because I saw the wound like I helped her clean it and um, I'm like how in the world did she survive crawling up that embankment with the kind of injury that she had um, our friend Nick had a tire literally sitting in his lap like crazy like, how did they survive right like yeah. this, this makes no sense to I mean it does but it makes no sense to a mind um of someone who doesn't know who Christ is how they survived mm-hmm. um I had like I said I've been praying over her and I was asking God you know not necessarily questioning him yeah. but it was like um, was this your way of getting her attention? Like, yeah. And a lot of people think, you know, God did this, God right. caused this. And I don't think he makes things happen. Mm-hmm. I think he allows things ha- to happen because right. he'll have his hand on our shoulder mm-hmm. and, 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 and we're on our path. But you know, if we veer off, he's going to take his hand off and he's just mm-hmm. going to stand behind us and he's going to be like, you think you can do it on your own? I'm gonna let you see mm-hmm. how much you need. Right, me. which I feel like a good part of her felt like she could do it all on her own because she she is a very independent person. And she has a very strong personality. Yes. Um. Yeah, I I think I remember her even telling me the doctors were even surprised. You know. Mm-hmm. That she made it like this. The I'm not even joking. It was the seatbelt that yeah, like cut through it her cut stomach, her, like um, diagonally mm-hmm. and horizontally. Like she, it looked like she had a cross on her stomach. <laughs> like I'm not kidding. Um, the first time, like when she first got home, I remember that the doctors had given her this machine that would like take the excess liquid mm-hmm. out of that wound, and um, she would show me. It was so gross. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember when I went to visit her. And, um, yeah. But also remember that she was like a completely different person. It changed the way I saw things. Like that incident made me change the way I saw things. How I viewed the people that I hung out with, not in a negative way, but more of like, I have to love these people. Regardless if they don't love me back, I have to love these people. Like these are the people that I am supposed to pour my love into mm-hmm. at this time um I could tell that she realized like if she were to have died in that wreck where would she have gone Mm -hmm. she was like I I don't know where I would have gone you know she was talking about about God in a way that I've never heard her talk about God Um, she was reading her Bible. She was. I remember her having it in her lap. Yes, she held that thing. She would not let it go. Um, I remember one of our other friends. 
who, um, well, his name's Dylan, but anyways, um, (laughs) he has told me a little bit about his life, but I won't necessarily go into that because I feel like that's something for For him, him. um, to talk about when it, when it's his time to talk about it, um. But I know that he was also having a hard time with some things that he didn't necessarily communicate about. And Logan was trying so hard um, to talk to him about God. He, I remember when he bought a Bible and he brought it to Logan's house and was showing it to her. And I could tell he was so excited about buying that Bible. And yeah. inside my mind, I'm like, okay. Okay, like so excited. Um, and like, imagine, imagine if we could get excited, so excited like that about God. Like mm-hmm. we get excited about football, mm-hmm. or you know, cool trucks, <laughs> or like you know, competitions and stuff like the excitement we have for earthly things is so much more enjoyable and so much more fulfilling. Right. When it's for God, mm-hmm. and like I, I was really struggling. Like, I was praying the whole way over here because I was like, you know, guard and guide my tongue because I have struggled with fear for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't I don't want to say anything and someone be like, oh, well, she, you know what she did? You know, why is she talking right. about like... But yeah, I did do all that stuff. And guess mm-hmm. what? That progressed me to my purpose. Like, mm-hmm. that gave me a foundation to help these other people, to right. connect with these other people. Right. And like that's the whole point. That that's the whole point. Like, you know, we need to be bold and we need mm. to step out and we, you know, y- you said you're not trying to recruit them. You know, and I struggle with present presentation mm-hmm. because I get so excited and I'm like, God, God did it. Listen to what he did, but but you have to come to that person in a way that they're going to receive it. But just like you said, you felt like that happened and the people around it, that was going to impact them. And I do I do feel like there's different seasons and things like that happen to reach people mm-hmm. and use people to reach more people. And, and I kind of see it as like a nerve, you know, with all the branches and stuff. But... but that just came to my mind because mm-hmm. that incident, like, it did touch a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And whether it was those people that were involved in the wreck or people close to them, mm-hmm. like, there were people affected. Right. Good, like, good. Right. Yeah. You could tell a difference in the parents as well. Um, I, I, you know, I also, when I thought about... Um, Logan and what happened to her. I also thought about Job. Like that was like, ex- yeah, like to a T. Yeah, like what I thought about. It was the one thing that popped in my mind. Like when I heard the words through the phone, Logan got in a car accident. I thought about like what God had um, allowed Job to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how you said like God didn't have His hands on it. He was kind of standing behind. Mm-hmm. and letting Satan do his thing. He was like, you can't have him, but you can do these things. Yeah. And, um... It's it's like tug of war. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like they're mine. And he's like, well, I want to, like, 
these are my puppets, you know, but he's mm-hmm. like, no, you can't hurt them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandmother sent me a testimony uh, of this man, and don't lose your train of thought where we were, but um, he uh, used to be a warlock. Yeah. You know, okay. Yes. And um, he, uh, when he was five years old, his family was in a cult, and his mother took him to a tarot card reading, and he said, that's when it happened. That's when it attached itself to me. And um, Talking about a demon. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, he got older. And, and 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 this is a testimony from this man. And he, mm-hmm. uh, this woman came to him and said, I need you to kill this woman. And he said, okay. And she said, uh, she goes to our church and she's having an affair with my husband. And he said, okay, $10,000. And she said, well, there's something I need to tell you. She's a, she's a strong Christian. Like, she's a Christian. He's like, I'll do it for free. And so he put her picture in the casket, put the 21 candles, because you know the enemy, he uses twenty, the number 21. And uh, he said he did his rituals, and this woman was supposed to be dead in a month. And he did it for four months, and she was still alive. Hmm. And uh, he was saying, why would I believe in a God I can't see when my God will sit on the couch beside me and talk to me? Like, that's how deep into it he was. Like, he could see the devil and after that four months and it still wasn't you know he came to him he was like everything you're trying to do to destroy this woman to kill her you have to stop and he was like but why he was like you have to stop what you're doing he was like i don't understand why do i have to stop and he said because god told me that you can't touch this woman you can't kill her she she has a purpose you can't you have to leave her alone and he said in that 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 moment that's what changed my life and and that's why I became a Christian because even though all this stuff is thrown at us from the enemy God is always going to be right there over us protecting us keeping us safe no matter how hard you, the enemy's fighting no matter how hard he's pushing the people that are you know trying to do work for him like mm-hmm. ultimately God has the power and he has the control and you know over that situation you know it didn't matter what those kids were doing what was going on if if they were doing completely horrible things like they have a purpose and God watched over them and kept them safe so they could live out that purpose oh. you know um, think going off of that, this it's actually cool how that's gonna tie into um fast forward a couple years after high school, um, like my relationships towards guys weren't healthy yeah. whatsoever. Um giving yourself to a man that is not meant for you outside of marriage, mm-hmm. like it changes your life really mm-hmm. like it's, soul ties yes um and a soul tie is just when you sleep with someone mm-hmm. and you're connected to that person mm-hmm. until you go through the process of breaking that soul tie right. so everybody that is connected to them is now connected to you and every all the junk 
Mm-hmm. Like it just connects. It's it and it keeps piling. Yeah. The um the stuff because I feel I feel like each person has their own baggage, and in that soul tie, it kind of like weighs on you. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, the baggage just keeps yes. piling up. Um, I realized like how heavy that was, mm-hmm. and it kind of it. For me, I like I it made I made myself sick. Yeah. To the point, like I was sick for about a whole month. Like I wanted to throw up. Like I could not um, grasp at how disgusting I felt. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, the guilt and the shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I that changed my life too because I'm like I don't want that to be my purpose. You know, here, I don't want that to be an example of who I am. Yeah. Um, and I know that's not the way my heart is. Um, I know that's the way my flesh is. Did I make these decisions? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Do I regret them? Heck yeah, I do. I would go back in a heartbeat to change my life if I could. Um, but two, if you did that, you wouldn't be where you are now and have came in contact with the people you have and touched mm-hmm. the people that you have mm-hmm. and have the knowledge that you have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like um, having gone through that, I, I kind of have a better understanding of what God wants for me mm-hmm. um, in a man, in a godly man. Um, and that's what like I look for. Mm-hmm. If I, you know, when I do look, when he, if he brings somebody to me, I look for those things, you know, and I'm like, okay, do these add up to what God wants for me? And if it's no, then I'm like, sorry, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. And it, and it's very simple. Mm -hmm. We make it difficult Mm -hmm. because of our flesh. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's like, like. You know, me and Cody were just talking about this literally, like, two nights ago. But, like, if that's happening, that person doesn't truly love you. Like, Mm -hmm. when you're talking about his, like, do you know what love is? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you know? How do you know what love is? Mm -hmm. By what you've seen? Mm -hmm. By what people have taught you? Like, you know, and, and, and that really opened my eyes the same because I was like, you know, I don't really know because if I did, then I wouldn't have allowed myself to do the things I've done. Right. You know, I wouldn't have been with these people. You know, I would have respected myself. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's, it's, there's so many variables and it's just another way to drag us away from our purpose. Mm-hmm. And if if we stay in our word, we can have all the tools we need. Right. Um, that um, had changed my life. I, I feel like um, that had changed my life significantly mm-hmm. in, um, in that sense. Now, yeah. when it came to fear, like, I... I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> and like I grew I grew up watching like scary movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that and I feel like 
that was always in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it until it started coming up later. Like um, a year ago, one of my friends handles scary movies completely different differently than I do. Her walk with Christ, hers is a very strong walk. Yeah. Um, she's actually, she's my age, but she's kind of like a mentor towards mm-hmm. me. Um, when it comes to spiritual walk. Um, so it was like, hey, you should watch these movies. I'm like, yeah, whatever, I'll watch them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no big deal. She told me to watch um, The Conjuring mm-hmm. and uh, Annabelle Creation, I yeah. think. I'd never seen these movies. I just, you know, saw the previews and everything. I was like, yeah, I can watch these. It'll be fine. Um I made the most worst decision I ever made in my life. Um, I actually, instead of just watching those two movies, I watched The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, Annabelle, and Annabelle Creation in the span of two days. Oh, wow. Like, I watched all these movies in the span of two days. My fo- I was, like, glued to my phone. Like, my eyeballs almost came out of the sockets. Um, in these movies there's this demon called Valak um and the way that they dressed him up was like the it was I don't know if you've seen it before don't okay no um don't let your train of thought but the way I view movies like that you know our ears and our eyes are gateways Mm -hmm. you know and for sure I feel like if I watch stuff like that then that's opening the door that I don't want open. Right. So, so well, I, I stay away from scary Just want movies. you to know, it did open the door, and I closed it. <laughs> well, God closed it. Um, yeah, I watched these movies, and the demon in the movie was dressed like this nun, but it was like this... I'm not going to go into description. Yeah. Um, I just... All I can say is, is that it's the... Think think of the thing that just really terrifies the living life out of you. That's what that was for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was scared to sleep. I was scared to look in the mirror. I was scared to go down. I lived downstairs, so I was terrified to be by myself. I was terrified to work because when that movie came out, there were DV- those DVDs everywhere, so I saw it on the cover. Mm-hmm. It was like, I cannot get away from this. And it was like it would go away for a little while, then it would come back, mm-hmm. like, full force. Um... There would be nights that I did go to sleep, but I would wake up and I couldn't move and I couldn't breathe. Um, that like had a major hold on my life because I'm like, I know that Satan is using this against me. I know that he is terrifying me because here's the thing. Demons are real. Yeah. They are a real thing. And I was like, um, one I cannot handle a demon by myself. Yes. Uh, God is the only one who can save me from that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's kind of funny because I went on a, a church trip for two months in South Carolina. And I felt like there was something that was just trying to work its way in. Yeah. Because I was, I was like growing like growing big time and trying to figure out where God wanted to place me and 
like that's when I initially started praying out loud yeah because I feel like in your mind you can pray in your mind all you want but he you, it has to be yeah Stephen Furtick says uh you know you can pray in your mind but when you speak it that's where it has the most power mm-hmm. you know you you rebuke things you mm-hmm. speak it and and our tongue has so much power life and death you know mm-hmm. and the principalities of the air they're waiting they're sitting there you know they're waiting to see because you know satan doesn't know what goes on in our heads we tell him because we talk about it and whatever we say anything negative that comes out of our mouth you know if you talk bad about yourself or you know I used that example earlier I need a job he's gonna use that and put something in your life to try to hurt you not Mm -hmm. I mean physically sometimes if it's really bad but he's gonna put distractions and situations that physically emotionally mentally is gonna break you down some and and pull you away from where you're supposed to be going Mm -hmm. and and um Michael Todd was talking about, or it might have been one of his preachers under him was talking about, you know, in Genesis, it's a, it, it talks about, you know, strike your heel, but not your head. And, 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 and within that, it's saying like, he'll strike your heel to get you off the path, but he can never reach your mind. Like he can put things in front of you and people can say things to start twisting. Mm-hmm. But like he can't, he can't get in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the only way he was in there was because he knew that I had watched those things those because my eyes. Yes, you know. Um, I started praying out loud, and I feel like the same thing that was there when I was on um, the college retreat also came back mm-hmm. for when I was. After I had watched those movies. Because like okay I'm going to attack in this way. Mm -hmm. And it was efficient. Like I'm not going to lie. Whatever strategy that was. I don't know. It was effective. It terrified me. To good gracious. (laughs) Um, And like it got to the point where I was like. I was kind of scared to speak to pray out loud because I'm like I know it's here like I know it is in this room I like I I know a lot of people don't understand this Mm -hmm. um but I have that sense yes I have the sense of something in the room is not right I feel like that is I feel like that's a form of discernment that God gives Mm you um and I'm like I know it's in this room I can like I can feel it and so I start praying. I will pray as I would pray as long as it took. I still do it because I'm like, you're not coming back and you are not going to affect my family. You will not lay hands on my sisters or my brother. Like my brother has been somebody I've been praying for for a long time just because I feel like it. I feel like Satan really wants to get his hands on my brother. And I'm like, no, not going to happen. Yeah. Um. I prayed, and I prayed until I felt it leave the room. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I will not stop until I know it is gone. I would read the, I read my Bible out out loud. I 
read the notes I'm writing out loud because I want Satan to know that he is not going to have his hands on me. And 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 we not us alone, but through Christ we have the authority to tell him to leave. Mm-hmm. And you know that story I told you about 